Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. I'm John Fuller along with Danny Huerta. Danny is a family counselor and head of the parenting department here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, uh, from your observations, your counseling, and all that you've uh, experienced, what would you say is the biggest surprise most moms face with regard to raising a boy? I think there are a few that I've heard over the years. The first one, those first early years are the physical curiosity, how physical boys can be and how curious and how tiring that can be at the beginning. That, that is a big surprise to, to first-time moms. Later on, it's the fact that boys have that secret desire for genuine, encouraging words and physical affection from their moms. Uh, they do long for that even though they don't admit it. Hmm. And that's a surprise to some moms that 17, 16, 18-year-olds still appreciate those notes, but also a big hug from mom. Well, let's go ahead and hear more now about this topic from parenting expert Dr. Kevin Lehman as he talks with Focus President Jim Daly. How do you advise a mom to expect the best of their boys? Because some moms can be, like you were saying earlier, pretty demanding, and there isn't a reality check to that. The best is such a high standard, and when that boy who is distracted and being a boy, doesn't meet that measure, how does a mom deal with that? How does she set the standard, and how, how does she deal with not hitting the standard? Well, number one, you don't let them off the hook. You have positive expectations. A kid comes and tells you he can't do something, which is very common with every age kid, and both genders do that. I can't do that. Well, honey, I know it seems tough to you, but, you know, I have to tell you as a mom, I, I've watched you now for seven years, and I know that's a tough assignment. I can see it. But I just want you to know, eyeball to eyeball, I have the faith in you that you can tackle this. In other words, I think you need an encouraging word, not that you're going to snowplow the roads of life for the kid. Now, again, one of my favorite one-liners with parents is this, would you kids turn that TV down? I'm trying to do your homework. And I'm telling you, we got parents who do homework for their kids. They do the science project and all that. And you need this kid to walk through life on their own feet knowing that mom and dad support them and encourage them. These little boys, we've painted a picture of these little boys are just little mischievous roughnecks, and you can find anything in their pockets if they were like Kevin Lehman. But these little boys, you ask the moms, affectionate, love their mommies, come up and give their mommy a, a kiss anywhere. could be on a forearm. I love you, Mom. Then ask that mom how she feels when that little boy does that. Mm. See, that little boy has the ability to melt that mommy's heart. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's fun for a mom about raising a son, that she has that unique opportunity to learn some wonderful things about this creature that she didn't grow up with, especially for those moms who didn't have brothers. But when you're talking about a mom's heart for their children, and we're talking specifically today about a mom's heart for her son, I'm thinking of the science project because we early on put a rule between Gene and I, that we weren't going to help them with this. Now they're doing some science projects that aren't faring well. And you go to class and you see this atomic nuclear divider <laughs> yeah, who was built by did. the father that worked at the Air yeah. Force Academy. Yeah, <laughs> you got, But you've got to, as a parent, you've got to decide that's okay. We want it to be sincere and have integrity in how they present that project. But that it, it takes a little bit of humility to say, okay, we're going to eat our pride that our little boy science project won't be number one in class and he's got to take his lumps. But see, I, I say to women in this book, pay more attention to your kid's heart than what he does, mm. the things he does. It's easy. 
We are in such a parents today. I mean, I'll use a clinical term to describe them. They're nuts. Are yeah. over the top with pushing their kids, getting them into school too early, late babies. I put on my Facebook recently a little commentary about why it's wise to hold kids back in school. I was amazed at the response I got. Negative. A positive. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, positive, saying, you know what, you're right. We look at people around us who are, you know, not so subtly pushing their kids ahead, afraid that somehow their kids are going to be left in the dust. More important to pay attention to that kid's heart, to teach him to be a little giver rather than a taker. And a mom has that sensitivity that most of us men on a sensitivity scale don't rate real high. Mm. You know, I've talked to so many women groups and stuff. I mean, I, I can think like a woman, which is embarrassing just to say publicly, but I can. <laughs> I can think like a woman. and uh, But that was an acquired skill. Most of us as men don't think like a woman. We think like a man. Mm. Women use three and a half times more words than we men use in a given day. So they are the communicators. They're the gurus of communication. They share, you know, they hug anything that moves. <laughs> Most of us as men specialize in arm's length relationships. So do you want this little boy to be an arm's length relationship young man? Or would you like him to really understand the sensitivities of life? The better teacher is mom, not dad. Some great advice from Dr. Kevin Lehman, and I think most parents want to encourage their child to have good character first and foremost. But, Danny, there's so much going around. I mean, there's school, there's sports, there's other stuff. Our kids are almost driven, it seems, by external sources to achieve, to succeed, to be the best. And my kids notice when they're not. What do you say to that? Well, it's it's natural to want to achieve because it gives you a, a, an end point, you know, a finish line. Uh, and also just that affirmation. We long for that and we desire that. And that's why in scripture, God continually tells us that we are his child, that that's, that's enough. And the more we can reinforce that as parents, that you are my son, you are my daughter, and that's enough. And w- as they go out, as you observe who they are rather than what they do, uh, that really helps them develop that language and that narrative, that storyline in their, in their minds. And the way that you model it in your own life, how do you find value? Is it by what you have? Is it by what you do? Or is it by who you are and the role you have? So in the counseling office, how many times do you have kids come in and they are tightly wound to achieve um, because their parents are tightly wound to achieve? Oh, yeah. It's very frequent, John. I mean, you're asking the question because you know the answer to yeah. that. And that is, that's the reality of how the homes are and how we're wired, and yeah, especially that... as men, competitive men. Uh, we'll come in and, and we'll say the right words, but deep down we do desire our kids to succeed because it makes us feel a little bit better mm-hmm. about ourselves. So that's that self-awareness we need to to be aware of that. Psalm 139, search me, O God, and know my heart, right? What, what am I messaging to my kids hmm. by what I do and what I do in my day-to-day life? And that's not to guilt anyone. That's just to, hey, let's all be aware. I'd be right in there with all the parents that I have moments where I have to catch myself and say, what message am I imparting to my kids? I remember one time my son was playing basketball, and I wanted to go talk to him after the game and say, hey, what happened? But he was just having a bad game, and it was more about me in that moment, mm. and I had to just press pause on me 
and say, what, what am I really going to ask you? Yeah. And I just said, hey, son, you worked hard today. And I gave him a hug, and he already knew. He said, Dad, I didn't do so good. And I just hugged him. I said, hey, you're, you're good. I love you. Let's, let's go get some food. Mm. Well, thank you for answering that question that I asked for a friend. I, it wasn't <laughs> that I needed your advice. I just had a friend who I was thinking about. No, I, I think it's really good to look in the mirror and be solid in our own walk with God so that we can pass on. Um, I mean, we're going to pass on the imperfections, but pass on the good stuff too. So if you need some help on your parenting journey, and most of us do, stop by our website. I'm there a lot looking at stuff, reading stuff, finding out more. Um, we've got the link in the show notes, and you'll see as well a free digital download of the whole conversation Jim Daly and I had with Kevin Lehman. And in addition, make a donation today of any amount to focus on the family. We'll send a complimentary copy of Kevin's book, What a Difference a Mom Makes. It's our way of saying thank you for joining the support team. Again, the links are in the episode notes. Well, next time, we'll talk about helping your teen daughter navigate the tricky world of relationships. And for now, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Danny Huerta and the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.